So, Michaela. Yes, Warwick. If you had a time machine mm-hmm. and you could go either forwards or backwards in time and pick any year to travel to, what year would it be and why? Um, whenever Apple shares went on the market. <laughs> so, it's all about money. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably not what a bad Welcome to the Tradies Business Show, helping you get off the tools and into true business ownership so you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. Now, here are your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. And welcome back to another episode of the Tradies Business Show. With G'day, listeners. Michaela and Warwick. Mick and Wazza. Yes. Is that how it goes? We should get a little less formal. <laughs> it is the tradies business show after all. Yeah, but uh, yeah, good to have you with us, listeners. Um, Michaela's back wherever she is in, in time. When did Apple float, actually? Um, when did I they know, float on the market? Yeah, I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, so um, rather than wishing to go back in time and. And make, lucky I didn't because I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be here doing this <laughs> show. Make heaps of money, yeah. Um, you could just tune into the tradies business show, which you've done. So. Good on you, because uh, you're going to get some absolute, I don't know what to call it, gems, nuggets out of today's episode. But uh, we talked today to the guy who actually founded the Hire a Hubby franchise 18 years ago here in Australia, and um, he was 26 mm. when he did that. I think back to when I was 26. I know. I can't remember most of it. I know. I certainly didn't start an international franchise. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about starting a franchise. <laughs> so um, this guy's done some pretty amazing stuff. They've got hundreds of franchisees. They're international now. They're looking at the UK market. Um, really good interview. The guy's got some serious energy coming over their airwaves. So might pay you to pull over if you're listening to this one on the road or uh, you know, stop using your tools. And he certainly does share a lot of good um, tips that any business owner can implement into their business. And, mm. you know, it's not Einstein stuff. Again, it's the, the basic stuff, really, that can make all the difference. And that's what they see makes a successful franchise. Yeah. So uh, enjoy the interview with Brendan Green, and we'll see you at the other end. So welcome to the show, Brendan Green from Hire a Hubby. Good morning, guys. How are you? Great, thanks, mate. Thanks for coming on the the uh, Tradies Business Show podcast, mate. Uh, my pleasure. So, uh, hire a hubby. I know. Uh, I know they they wear pink. Is that what you call that colour, mate? What's your franchise? No, we like to call it magenta. Tough man's pink. <laughs> magenta. I was going with salmon, mate, but magenta's good. <laughs> I'm going to use that. So, uh, Brendan, you're the, you're the founder of the Hire a Hubby franchise. Um, it's a pretty big deal, mate. Can you tell us a bit more, not just about the franchise, but about Brendan Green, the man, and how you came to be uh, talking to us on the show today? Yeah, look, um, th- thanks very much for the, uh, the intro there. Look, Hire a Hubby was just one of those concepts that was uh, hit the market at the right time. Um, I'd started a lawn mowing business uh, when I was 15 years old and uh, pushing a wheelbarrow around in the local streets and just picking up a bit of extra uh, pocket money as a kid and um, I, uh, I let that go and I started it up again when I was about 19 when cars and girls were uh, more expensive than my full-time pay packet could afford so uh, I was just looking for something else to do again and uh, at that time, I think franchising as a concept was pretty well confined to uh, lawns, gardens, cleaning, that sort of thing. That, this is back in the uh, mid-90s. Um, what I was seeing at that time was people were saying, when we turn up to do their uh, their lawns, can you clean the gutters, can you cut the tree down, can you take the rubbish to the tip? So it was just that extension of, well, I've got somebody here helping me, 
what else can I get them to do? And um, we saw a niche to move away from the law mining, ironically, and, and into that space that was between your average homeowner. Uh, who may not have the skills to do repairs and maintenance as broad as what a typical house needs, uh, and your, your local builder or carpenter who uh, can be quite hard to get hold of. So that's uh, how Horror Hubby was um, found its niche in the market. So, mate, um, it sounds very logical, and uh, you know, uh, you know that you've opp- spotted an opportunity um, to create a niche. But franchising, mate, that's a whole uh, that's a pretty big commitment to start a franchise. Yeah, look, it is, and I think you know I started that when I was probably 26. So, um, if you had the worldly experiences that you do uh, some 18 years later, you, you probably would think twice about doing it. But I think just being young and ambitious, and not, not really sort of uh, sort of thinking through what the whole thing meant at the time, it just seemed like franchising was an emerging way to do business. Um, there was an allure, I guess, to some degree of. Um, uh, a good expansion method that would uh, you know, hopefully make both franchisor and franchisees a reasonable you know, return for the effort invested. And as it turns out, it has been. It's been a good journey. Um, I don't think we could do what we do from a service delivery point of view if we were trying to employ staff you know, as far away as Cairns and Hobart and Broome and Perth because you know, when you've got somebody who's got a, an investment or a stake in the business, you know that they are going to look after it because it is their own. Um, and that's not to say that employees don't work. I've got, you know, 35, 40 employees myself. But when you're in remote locations, I think that franchise model where you've got somebody who's got the interest, like I said, uh, is going to mean that you, you can rely on those people 100%. And so how big is Hire a Hubby now these days? How big is it? Yeah. How- yeah, there's, uh, we've got 315 franchises in Australia, uh, about 55 in New Zealand, and we've got a fledgling 10 or 12 over in the UK. Oh, great. So it's uh, expanding. There's a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, it's getting bigger. Yeah. And what do you think um, makes a good franchisee for, you know, that maybe someone out there looking at um, getting into a franchise? What, do you, what are some of the qualities that a, a good business owner should have? Um, well, they've certainly got to have, you know, the passion, the commitment, the drive. You've got to have a want to be self-employed. Um, it is different to, you know, having the, the paid, you know, the paycheck turning up every week or fortnight. Um, so what we're looking for is guys that have got a real reason to do it. And in our case, we've had people that have come from so many different walks of life. Um, some of them might have been interstate truck drivers that were away for periods of time, you know, fly in, fly out miners. Uh, we've had people that have come from you know, senior banking positions and um, I know that might seem like an illogical place for our, our franchisee of the hire a hubby type to come from, but guys who were travelling you know, internationally, missing their kids grow up and deciding that, you know what, I don't want that to happen for the, the second or third child, so I want to find something close to home. So there's there's got to be a driver, some sort of reason to want to go out there and, and become self-employed. Um, and then on top of that, the traits that we're looking for is, is people that are well organised. Um, we operate in a trade space. Um, there are, you know, unfortunate, um, you know, I guess, misgivings out there that some customers have around, you know, tradesmen being reliable. So we're, we're looking for guys who understand time management and customer service as being the most important things that will make, make for success in this type of business. So how do you go about identifying those traits, Brendan? Because it's, and I do a bit of recruitment work with some of my clients, um, it can be hard sometimes to get a good sense of that when you just talk to somebody. 
Yeah, look, it is. I think um, when there's investment dollars uh, attached to the decision-making process you know, for the potential franchisee, if they're coming in and they're looking at buying into a business and we ask them to go through a self-assessment process around their personal traits, their uh, what sort of tools they've got in their kit and what sort of work they've done, that self-assessment process is quite a, a detailed one. So when it comes down to us highlighting the things that are going to be very important, when we sit down to do the one-on-one interview, which is you know, one of the next steps to you know, potentially entering the business, they're the sorts of things we're going to highlight. So, um, you know, obviously, yeah, one of the first tests we can give them is setting an appointment time and making sure they turn up on time. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice little That's a good uh, knockout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it is. But look, seriously, when you're investing serious money in a business, um, the people making those decisions are thorough. And, and look, franchising is governed by a rigorous code that's federally legislated. Um, we've got to take guys down a path where we recommend they seek independent legal advice, independent financial advice. Um, we recommend for all of our guys coming in that they actually take a day out on the road with at least one of the franchisees so they can – a real try before you buy, if you like, so they actually see what it's all about, how these guys function successfully and make sure they think their skills marry up with the same requirements. So, Brendan, what would you say is uh, different about the Hire a Hubby franchise? You know, if I, was, if I was to become a part of a franchise, they're all pretty much the same, aren't they, mate? Uh, look, I, I can't speak for all the other systems out there, Warwick, but um, I guess what we say about our business, the guys who like doing the you know, repairs, uh, maintenance, renovation type work just like variety. And we never have two days that look the same. I mean, sure, okay, if you're painting a house, that's a, a different story. But typically, uh, we've got such a different array of work and tasks that can crop up from one day to the next. So uh, our guys like the variety. Um, it's a, an opportunity, I guess, to go out there and develop skills as they go along as well. We've, uh, in the last 12 months, we've qualified um, people who didn't have the trade skill at a Cert 3 carpentry level. So we've got 100 guys up to that level now. Uh, and we've also taken a, a group of that 100 through to the uh, kitchen, bathroom, laundry renovation qualification. So there's a chance for the guys to extend their skills once they start in the business, which you know, I think probably uh, sets us apart from some of the others out there. So one of the keys you said to um, having a good business is time management and customer service. What do you see the key parts in that area for people to have a successful trade business? Look, I think the advent of things like the smartphone have just changed the ways that customers interact and what their expectation levels are. Um, you know, you can jump onto your iPhone or your equivalent and, you know, you can get the stock price of Telstra, the temperature in Tahuti or, or log your footy tips in in five seconds flat. And customers who are jumping online to do their shopping now, so if they're looking for a, uh, a handyman, they, they type in handyman, hire a hubby comes up. We know that right then and there, when they've logged their job through our website, that's when they want to sort their problems out. So if we wait to the back end of the day and that customer had called us at 10 past 10 in the morning, chances are they've gone looking elsewhere because people are just you know, are used to now having things happen instantaneously. So we're really big on pushing that back for our franchisees, making sure they understand that calling them right then and there, even if it's just a quick call to say, Mrs. Jones, got your call, I'm tied up on a job, is there a good time I can talk to you later this afternoon or whatever it might suit their diary. But just acknowledging those customers is absolutely you know, the most important thing. Yeah, and we find that, you know, that importance on communication um, in all areas of the business, especially when dealing with customers, is such a differentiating factor between those that are doing well and those that aren't. And whether it's communicating with your suppliers or your customers, it's so easy today, like you said, with smartphones and, and the texting and websites and online and all that and I, I still think there's so many trades out there that aren't focusing on that and it's such a small change that they can make to 
really take their business to another level. And when you're communicating, you know, that word of mouth and things just get around. So I, I think it's so critical that more importance these days is, is on that instant communication because they're just going to go elsewhere. Look, that's it. I mean, I, I sit down, I do business reviews with our franchisees and, you know, you'll go through and you'll have a look at their conversion rate. So, you know, for every 10 leads that come through, how many of those are turning into quoting opportunities and out of those quotes, how many of those are turning into invoices? And, you know, if you're not getting nine out of 10 um, of your leads turning into a quoting opportunity, you're doing something wrong. And it's usually just taking too long to call back. So it is a simple fix. The biggest challenge is getting guys that are, you know, have got such entrenched habits in their, the way they run their business to get them to change it because it's a simple change. But once you've been doing something for such a long time, it, it can be quite difficult to get out of that routine. So they're such great points, Brendan, and I know I uh, beat people over the head about this stuff all the time doing what I do as a business mentor, but um, mate, you, you've obviously seen lots of businesses and lots of franchisees. What are some of uh, perhaps the, the biggest things that they do wrong or, or the challenges that they don't address? And maybe on the flip side of that, what's some of the great things that you're seeing trade businesses doing out there? Yeah, look, I think if we start with the, the first part of the question, the, the areas that I think most guys need to improve upon is just basic financials. Um, and, and I mean real basic stuff here. Like having, I sit down with the, the guys and I'll ask them a couple of quick questions to start a business review. Are you making enough money? Are you working too hard for the money that you, uh, you're actually earning? Um, and the obvious question for most guys is they say, no, they're not making enough money, which I expect to be the answer. But my flip to that is, well, how much do you want to earn? And the number of times a guy hasn't got a set target, you know, it makes it very hard to feel as though you've ticked the box to say, yeah, fantastic, I'm going well, or I, I need to improve by X amount because there's no definitive goal. So we're trying to get the guys to really be you know, specific about what they want to get out of the business, how much do you want to earn, and therefore how hard do you need to work. Can you achieve those financial outcomes by yourself, or do you need assistance by way of labour or employees? So you know, for our, if you take the second part of your question, the guys that are doing really well in our business and the things that I guess we're most proud of when we see them develop is how they've built up a, a team around them. So, you know, guys that have got, you know, three, four full-time employees working for them, you know, some of those guys are now driving around in sign-written vehicles as well. So they've been able to take the concept of what we do at Hira Hubby, bring on the, the people they know can do the work for them, put the appropriate training and guidance into to help them create their own career with Hira Hubby as an employee of the franchise business. So would you say that's key to growing a trade business, Brendan? I know that's probably a bit of a leading question, mate, but uh, employing people, it seems to be a big area that scares the crap out of tradies. Look, I think it's, it is. It's one of those areas that probably scares the crap out of most people um, <laughs> because of all the, the rules and regulations that you've got to comply to. Um, what we've done is we, we've just seen, you know, you look at what the path of a really good franchisee in our case is, is a man in a van. He, he turns up on time, gets the quote back quickly, does the job when the customer wants it done, cleans up after himself, is polite and courteous to, you know, all the family members. And, you know, that customer's had a great experience. So they call him back and tell their friends. And once that process repeats itself enough to the point where he reaches a physical capacity, only one of two things can happen. You have to say no to the work, which guys typically have a hard time doing, or you start letting people down as a consequence of taking too much on. So your choices are discipline and slow the business down or accept that you've done a good job, it's caused you to have the opportunity to grow. Now let's put the processes in to help you get there. Um, what we've done in that regard is we've got a HR program for our franchisees, so we do a large majority of the advertising, screening of applicants, 
shortlisting of the applicants after a bit of a phone interview and then offer to meet the, the candidates with the franchisee to go through a, a process of selection from a, a shortlist. Um, if they do find somebody that they think they can work with, we've got an external HR firm who go through the, the technical pieces of a position description, a letter of offer and a contract that reflects either you know, permanent part-time or a uh, full-time employee, etc. So, Brendan, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about your franchisees and about tradies and what they can do to, I guess, run a better business. Um, as the, the head of a fairly large organisation with lots of moving parts, uh, a lot of our listeners like to, to know what it is that you do um, personally, I suppose, Brendan, to make sure that you're across everything, that, uh, you know, you're looking after yourself and still living a reasonable work-life balance. When, uh, do, you, do you get to see your family much, mate, or uh, are you doing yeah, the crazy look, hours? No, nah, look, I, I think it's um, – I've, I've had a really good work-life balance over the uh, last few years, particularly um, I'm off to the snow next week with a wife and kids for uh, for a week and – We've had a couple of holidays already this year and another one planned in September. So um, I certainly try to practice what I preach. There's periods in any business where you're a business owner where you probably roll your sleeves up a bit more than you'd sometimes like, but that just goes with the territory. But I think for us, um, the investment we made four or five years ago into a, a really good online management system, uh, I can see every part of the business, no matter where in the world I'm sitting with an internet connection. So um, each of the silos of our business. So we've got a team that look after recruitment uh, to bring new franchisees into the business. We've got a, another group who look after the operations, which is you know, how the franchisees are tracking um, and marketing and finance, etc. And each and every component of that business has got some sort of reporting mechanism where we can see that on uh, a dashboard each morning when we uh, wake up and turn the uh, flip the iPad on and you can see exactly where the business sits. So if there's an area that stands out that needs time and attention, you can drill down on that and get some really good quality information and then work with your teams who are looking after that part of the business. So that, that's probably the best thing we did, like I say, four or five years ago. Yeah, so again, highlights the importance of technology and tracking and reporting to the success of a, of a business. So whether you are smaller or bigger, I think being able to have access to, you know, your financial numbers easily, whether it be on the cloud or otherwise, it's just so important to be able to run a good business. Yeah, look, absolutely. I mean, you, you have a look at what most businesses suffer from. It's usually a lack of cash at some point. So, uh, And traders in particular, you know, getting your invoicing done on time. So, well, first, if you go right back into the beginning of the cycle, turning up quickly so you get the quoting opportunity, getting the quote back to the customer quickly enough so you're the one who gets the job rather than, you know, they have to go shopping around looking for second and third quotes because they're not happy with the time they're waiting. Um, but the most important thing is once you start, you know, you've done the job and you've invoiced, collect your money as quick as you can, ideally right then and there on the spot so you don't create that cash flow challenge for yourself. But a lot of guys will delay their invoicing. You know, obviously, you delay your invoicing, you delay getting paid. And um, that's not what you want when you're running a business, particularly if you do bring staff on because they need to be paid on time so they remain part of your team. So, mate, uh, it all sounds like a pretty... Uh cruisy ride you know you made the decision instead of lawn mowing that you'd do the whole uh, handyman thing start a franchise you got hundreds of franchisees on board you got this fantastic tracking system life's pretty peachy mate you're going to the snow uh yeah. was there ever a time where you questioned your uh, your sanity mate in actually starting this whole thing mate there was times where uh i, I was yeah, i'm just glad i'm still here um, <laughs> The, the business journey is a tough one, you know, in those, that startup phase where you've got a, a lot of expenses, um, you know, a lot more than you anticipate. As, as I said, I was only 26 when I started, so 
from a just general experience point of view and having had enough time to generate the capital that goes into to building something like this, there was a constant need for reinvestment. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we had our, our shaky moments like probably any other business does. And um, thankfully, we're here to tell the tale now. But it's even though we're 18 years into the business and, you know, there are, you know there's a good work-life balance there, there's still times where you've got your head down and backside up because, you know, we're in a position where we collect a monthly royalty fee from our franchisees and they want to feel as though they're getting good value. And every new initiative that we bring into our business is now something they can rely on every other month moving forward. So we've got to keep coming up with the new stuff that keeps them compelled and you know, engaged in the, the business and wanting to stay part of the brand. So it's I think franchising from that perspective is a, a really good way to do business because our clients are the franchisees and you know, how well we look after them is how long they want to stick around and how positive they are about the brand to tell other people who inquire. So um, it's a really, uh, yeah, it's a good focus Point for us to know that we've got to look after them for our business to thrive. So, how do you keep innovating in uh, a, a business that you know, it's fairly simple? I mean, franchising is an old model; it's fairly well established. There's probably not a lot you can do in terms of the structure. Handyman services, pretty straightforward. Uh, how how do you find you actually come up with those new ideas? You know, you mentioned that in uh, in that whole journey, but uh, what's the process look like for you guys? Yeah, look, I guess for mine, my journey is an interesting one because I'm not a tradesman. Um, I just saw the gap there and I've got a wonderful bunch of really good now qualified guys around me. So, um, you know, we've got some people who are probably more uh, entrepreneurial, I guess, in terms of their thinking. So it's it's looking at ways that, you know, we're just brought on uh, a whole bunch of employees for our staff. You know, what are the things we can do to help that process? And, you know, we've gone from, you know, the old-fashioned write your quote down on a piece of paper. It's triplicate one copy for the customer, one for you and one for the accountant. Uh, into now dictating our quotes into a voice app, sending them back into an admin team who then punch that straight into the, the Salesforce system that we run. Those quotes can be delivered back to customers instantaneously. It really it speeds up the admin process for our guys. It stops them having to do a large majority of their book work of a night uh, and it feeds the sales pipeline so much quicker so they can keep their team busier. So it's really... Um, I guess necessity being the mother of invention in a lot of cases, we're, we're looking to do something better than what we were doing previously, brainstorm and come up with the idea. Hopefully that will help the guys yeah, get on with running a better business. And yeah, that's just an example there of one of the things we've done in recent times. So, mate, uh, what's next for Hire Hubby? Um, look, we're, we're looking to grow the business um, on, on a, a broader regional basis than we have right now. We've got a, a pretty good regional coverage all through uh, yeah, most areas. One of our, um, our goals is to continue that path into regional areas. Uh, we've got some expansion plans we'd like to see the UK take off. But if we talk about here in Australia, there's, there's a lot of other areas in this business that we can still tap into. A lot of manufacturers of different products who can see the benefit of having an add-on installation offer to go with their product sale. Uh, means that there's a lot of new partnerships emerging there. So whether it's you know hanging doors or assembling barbecues or whatever the product might be, retrofitting uh, automatic garage door openers, they're, they're just some examples of things that we're doing with uh, some of our new partners. Um, there's some other parts of the, uh, I guess, uh, our business where we see some big opportunity. A lot of our guys are doing um, preparation for houses to be sold on the market, so prep for sale stuff for homeowners who want to get their house looking spick and span, 
get the best possible value out of it. They might spend, you know, five or ten grand on a renovation and pick themselves up another, you know, fifty grand in a sale price as a consequence. So we're really focusing on that area right now to help the guys pick up those bigger projects. Easy to have their uh, their staff managed on a bigger project than a lot of little ones. So that's an area we're going to uh, be focusing on over the the coming months. So one thing we like to ask all our guests is if you had a thousand tradies in the room, what would be the one piece of advice you'd like to give them? Look, I, I think, Michaela, it's what we've already talked about. It's just remember that the customer is what keeps the business ticking along. And it's probably cliched and it's probably obvious, but if, if you don't do it, you, you, you know, you're going to spend so much more time on the uh, acquisition trail trying to pick up the work. And these customers who ring you right then and there who want a quote, if you call them straight back, you're a big chance of winning the business. So ours is all about communication and quickly. Mate, uh, they're all such great points and whether you're in a franchise, thinking about getting into a franchise or not, uh, all the same rules apply. So, Brendan, thanks so much for your time today, mate. If uh, anyone does want to find out a bit more about Hire a Hubby, what's the best way for them to do that? Look, um, you can go on to uh, the website, hireahubby.com.au, or you can also call back through uh, our hotline, 1-800-803-339. Well, thanks again for coming on the Tradies Business Show, Brendan. I know you're a busy man, and uh, yeah, there's some uh, absolute gold tips in there, so cheers for your time, mate. Thanks. Thanks very much. been a pleasure being part of the show. Cheers, mate. Thank you. So hopefully you got a lot out of that, listeners. Again, it's the same things that we seem to bang on a little bit about, but <laughs> communication, you, know your numbers, good customer service, get back to customers quickly, and it's all about having some good time management and making sure that you look after your customers the best you can. Yep. And uh, one of the big things that I took out of that uh, interview with Brendan was where he talked about getting back to inquiries really quickly. I think in this age of instant communication, we actually, we're used to getting instant replies from people. And when somebody, and I'm sure if you're listening to the show, you do this, is if you send a text to somebody or maybe a message on social media and they don't reply to you instantly, it's like, come on, where are you? What are you doing? Reply. Of course, so, my text should be the most important. Thing <laughs> exactly. So, unfortunately, we do that as consumers as well. So, it's really important in your tradie business to have yourself set up that if people are inquiring with you, that you can get back to them almost instantly, but definitely in real time. So, um, whether that's a you know a call back or a text back or whatever, you need to be looking at ways to actually reply to people quickly. Yeah. And if you can't, well, yeah, give us a call at Tradies VA. There's always there's always the show supporters. There um, is. So, so we want to give a shout-out to a couple of our show supporters. One is Tradies VA. Uh, and so Tradies VA has remote reception services. That basically means you can have your own full-time receptionist from 22 bucks a day. Now, that's you can't even get someone in the Philippines for that, basically. So it's worth having a chat to the team at tradiesva.com.au about that if you're missing calls or you're frustrated with the interruptions. And the other way that you could actually improve your customer relations, your customer service, perhaps the way you do what you do, is to get some training from the team at Face to Face. And Brendan did say that they've um, up some skills of their franchisees and getting their certificates. So our show supporters face-to-face training.edu.au. If you head there, they've got all sorts of um, certificates, management, leadership courses that you can do. And if you um, uh, tick all the boxes, you could be uh, get a government. Maybe. 
rebate back but, so it doesn't actually cost you anything, but insert terms and conditions. <laughs> but talk to the guys at Face to Face and they'll tell you all the legal mumbo jumbo um, and certainly uh, tell you what courses are on offer as well. There's a lot more than you actually realise is uh, able to be trained to you or your employees that you should really be hiring as well. So, um Thanks again for joining us on the Tradies Business Show. It's always a pleasure to have you listening to us. We've been getting lots of great feedback from uh, from our listeners. Go hit us on iTunes. Leave us a review. We'd love to get your uh, your input and suggestions for future interviews as well. So that's it. Until next, next time. time. You've been listening to the Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Want to get off the tools into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.